welcome to the UTG at Work podcast. I'm Deacon Mike Houghton. I'm the executive director of an apostolate called UTG at Work. Our mission is to help women and men joyfully live their faith and witness to Christ and the gospel in the workplace. I'm happy to be with you as we explore the Sunday gospel in ways that help people who work. This weekend, we celebrate the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and our gospel is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. When he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea, which collects fish of every kind. When it is full, they haul it ashore and sit down to put what is good into buckets. What is bad, they throw away. Thus it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Do you understand all these things? They answered, Yes. And he replied, Then every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from the storeroom both the new and the old. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Over the past few weeks, we've been working our way through the 13th chapter of Matthew in our gospel readings. You may recall that two weeks ago, we heard about the sower and the seed, and how some seed fell on the path, some on the rocky soil, some in the weeds, and some in the good soil. Jesus explained that the seed that fell on good soil represented the one who hears the word, understands it, and bears fruit at a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. As disciples of the Lord, we are called to be the one who hears the word and understands it and who bears much fruit, even at work. Last week, Jesus went on to say in Matthew 13 that even when good seed is sown in good soil, there are going to be obstacles to growth. These obstacles are the weeds, the children of the evil one, as Jesus calls them. And he further tells us that these weeds aren't going away. We may wish that they were out of our lives, but that's just not going to happen. No, the good crops and the weeds will grow together. And he himself will sort them out in the end with punishment for the weeds and rewards for the good seeds that grew and produced. I don't know about you, but I sometimes find myself wondering why this is the case. Why does God let the weeds make our lives more difficult when we're only trying to serve him best? And why are the weeds so much more likely to rear their ugly heads in the workplace than anywhere else when we're just trying to earn a living and raise our families? I would do it differently. I'd give the good seed the power to squash the weeds. Yep, that's what I would do. I found over the years that I'm actually pretty good at advising God on how he could do things better. But every time I think that way, he shows me that he was actually right all along, and I just didn't understand the big picture. It turns out that God has a pretty good understanding of human nature most likely because he created us. In any event, so far in Matthew 13, Jesus has taught the crowds about what they are to do as his disciples, and in turn he's told us what we are to do as his disciples as well. It's not going to be easy, but he never tried to tell us that being disciples would be easy, did he? In fact, he tells us that we who are his disciples must pick up our crosses and carry them every day. That's not really a very good marketing campaign. Imagine telling people, Just buy our product, and you'll experience pain and suffering for years, but the reward in the end is worth it. I would think that there might be a better way to sell this Christianity thing. But there I go again, advising God on how to be God. So now we move into this week's Gospel, which is a continuation from where we left off last week in Matthew 13. In this portion of his sermon, he says that when we find the kingdom of heaven, it changes everything about us. We reprioritize what matters to us to the point that we'll even sell everything we have to obtain it. 
This is a pretty radical thought, and it can be haunting to us at times. Am I doing enough as a disciple? Should I sell everything I have? Should I leave my family and follow Jesus? Is that what it takes? Well, the answer is sort of a yes and a no. If you look back at last week's gospel from the middle portion of Matthew 13, you'll see a key line which comes after Jesus taught about the good seed, the mustard seed, and the yeast. Matthew tells us in verse 36, quote, Then dismissing the crowds, Jesus went into the house. His disciples approached him, end quote. What comes next, which includes today's gospel, is a private talk with his disciples. In other words, he's left the general audience to whom he was speaking, and now he's gathered around himself those who are closest to him, those who would in fact be called upon to give up everything to follow him. Remember that of the eleven remaining apostles, that is, those who remained after Judas hanged himself, all but one were martyred, and the one who wasn't martyred was John, and he was exiled to an island. Among those men were some who were married, and likely had children. These men did indeed give up everything to follow him. To this day we have others who do the same. Our priests give up everything to follow the Lord. They give up wives, children, and money because they have found the real treasure. Nuns and religious brothers and sisters do as well. I have had the great pleasure of meeting and serving Mass with Pope Francis. And when I spoke with him before Mass, my very first thought was, this guy would make a really cool grandpa. But he'll never be able to do that because he sold everything he had to buy the pearl of great price. Indeed, some are called to give up everything and follow the Lord, and we should be thankful that they have responded to the call, because they help others by providing an example of what it can mean to live your life completely for the Lord and for His church. Not just to live your faith at work, but to actually make your faith your work. But not everyone's called to do that. We all have a vocation from God, to be sure, but while some have a vocation to the priesthood or religious life, others have a vocation to being a mother or a father who has to work to raise their family, and we should be thankful that they, too, have responded to their call as well. Those who are faithful to the call to be a mother or father have also given up much. They've given up the carefree life that they knew in their youth, exchanging it for long nights caring for a sick child or wondering when an otherwise healthy one will come home after a night out. They've given up the ability to spend what they earn on themselves, and instead save every penny to spend on their children's food, clothing, and education. People who live this vocation faithfully have in fact sold everything they have to find the pearl of great price, which is their family. Of course, having a family comes with the obligation of raising them in the faith. There's no more important task for a parent than to assure that their children one day make it to heaven. Every vocation if we are faithful to it, it, comes with its ups and downs, its pros and cons. But when we faithfully live out the calling that God has given us individually, we find peace. In my own life, I've been called to be a deacon. I love being a deacon. I love serving the Lord. I love being a part of this new apostolate called UTG at Work. But God also called me to be a husband and a father, two things which bring me tremendous joy and show me that God's love for me is experienced most profoundly, not in the pews of a church, but in the love of my family. My vocation is a complicated one, with one foot in the secular world and one in the religious world, but the fact that it brings me peace tells me that this is what God asks of me. Now, it's possible that someone listening to this podcast does in fact have a calling to the priesthood or to religious life, and if that's the case, I can't stress enough the fact that you need to do what God is calling you to do. You won't find peace in your life if you try to live contrary to what God asks of you. For most of us who are listening to this podcast, you haven't been called to such a life. 
And it might be tempting to walk away from this discussion with the idea that, well, if I'm not being called to be a priest or a nun or a religious brother or sister, then I'm off the hook, so to speak. I don't need to worry about today's gospel because it wasn't directed at me, and I'm not being called to give up everything to follow the Lord. But that's not the case. The vocation that you do have is just as important in the eyes of God as any other. Whatever your vocation, you are being asked to give up some things and to pick up your cross and carry it every day. This UTG at Work apostolate is aimed at people who work, and work may well be a vocation that God has called you to. God may have called you to bring the light of Christ to others in your workplace by your words and by your actions. He may be calling on you to help a co-worker through a tough relationship, the loss of a loved one, or even some serious or maybe even terminal illness. God may be calling you to consider moving to another job because you've been forbidden from living your faith at work by company policy or short-sighted leadership. Whatever the case, you have been called by God to be a disciple in some circumstance that you understand better than anyone else. Whether your vocation is to be a bishop or an accountant, the task is the same. Bring about the kingdom of heaven in the circumstances in which you find yourself. I heard a great talk a few weeks ago from Marcel Lejeune, the president and founder of Catholic Missionary Disciples. He said that he once had a conversation with an atheist about sharing the faith. Now, I won't be able to say this as eloquently as he did, but it went something like this. Marcel assumed that the atheist would have wanted Christians to just keep quiet about their faith, but this man surprised him. He said, What disappoints me the most about you Christians is that you're so quiet about your faith. You don't tell anyone about it. If you really believe what you profess to believe, why wouldn't you be telling everyone? After all, if what you believe is true, then my salvation is at stake, and you don't even care enough to help me. Your vocation, your calling from God, is unique to you. Mine is unique to me. But within the context of whatever vocations we have, we share a common theme. We need to go and make disciples. We need to shine the light on the kingdom of heaven, even at work. Thanks for joining me for this week's UTG at Work podcast. I look forward to meeting again next week. In the meantime, I encourage you to boldly live your faith in the workplace in the week ahead. I'll pray for your success, and I ask that you pray for the success of this UTG at Work apostolate. If you want to learn more about us, please visit utgatwork.org. Now go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life.